You want all the inside dirt? That's the muck. Coming from the Montgomery basketball experts? That's the mire. I'm Montgomery assistant coach Joe Bassford. I'm Montgomery head coach Chris Grundy. And this is the Muck and Meyer podcast. This is the Muck and Meyer podcast. This is the Muck and Meyer podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Muck and Meyer podcast. I am Keith Glock, and this is going to be a sling and solo edition uh, of the Muck and Meyer because we are recording this the morning after the Skyland Conference semifinals against Rutgers Prep. Uh, Rutgers Prep topping Montgomery and heading to the finals against Watchung Hills. And uh, again, uh, for the uh, the team's last game of the season, it pains me that I'm not going to to be there to broadcast, but. Uh, likely uh, I'll be otherwise indisposed lacrosse-wise and and just unable to break away for the Montgomery game. But, um, you know, I I think anybody that knows me understands that I have, you know, these kind of emotional ties to this basketball program, this basketball family. And uh, like probably most everybody else within the family, spent a good bit of time uh, last night, this morning, uh, thinking about the season, the kids, last night and uh, I knew that I was not going to have an opportunity to you know in the pregame show for Saturday uh, you know voice my opinions or, or anything like that so I wanted to make sure I got this out there and, and uh, kind of where it was timely and uh, so that that's why we're doing kind of our, our emergency sling and solo uh, muck and mire so I've said on the on the air a whole mess of times that uh, one of the places I do my best work is uh, in terms of thought is in the shower so this morning I'm in the shower and uh, I'm like really giving thought to to what happened uh, in Montgomery's loss to Rutgers Prep, why it happened, and and just trying to put some context to all of it. Um, and one of the other things that I tend to do, just process wise, as I go through this stuff in my head, is that I think, all right, well, when I open my mouth and the chaos comes out of it, uh, and I give my opinion, what is the opposite side's opinion going to be? And what's the criticism going to be of what I'm going to say? Because oftentimes that, like any rational, logical conversation, is going to dictate how I present information to you. Because I would like to mitigate the negative response, right? I feel like that's only normal. So now, my sense is, is that when I give this opinion, the initial, like, knee-jerk reaction is going to be, Glock, you're not nice. That's not very nice what you're saying. And we exist in this world, especially in public education, where I spend most of my day in a very sanitized, a very, and, you know, rightly, I mean, this is a space of public education. But, you know, we're, we're in a, a place where, as adults, we're trying to raise children in a very positive way, and that is great. But I don't know how much we can tell people sometimes that, you're a lovely snowflake and you're unique and we love you. And of course we love our kids. We're going to unconditionally love our kids. I unconditionally love this basketball family. The effort and the, the things that this program has done through the years and this season, and especially this season, I'm always going to love them, okay? But within those sanitized places that we exist, it's oftentimes hard to get to tough love. And I have a a revelation for everybody out there. Tough love is often just a synonym for the truth. 
okay? But we like to just say tough love because that lands better on, on everybody, okay? So, th so that's fine. Hearing the truth is often hard because when we hear the truth, then that means we kind of, we might have to acknowledge the truth. And acknowledging the truth is even harder because acknowledging it might mean that we are admitting that there is something, someone that did something out there better than us. And then that makes us feel inferior. It makes us feel invalid. And I am here to tell you that you're not inferior. It doesn't invalidate you. But last night, here's the truth. We were not better. Rutgers Prep is a better basketball team than Montgomery. They were a better basketball team last night. They were a better basketball team the day before that. They wake up a better basketball team than us today. But here's the thing. Acknowledging the truth that Rutgers Prep is a better basketball team than us, people think that when I say that, that, well, if you love Rutgers Prep, that must mean that you think Montgomery stinks. I didn't say that. Just because I think that another team might be better than us doesn't mean that I am throwing us in the trash. Far from it. Far from it. It does not invalidate the effort, the hard work, the perseverance, the successes that this team has had. By no means does it do that. But sometimes we got to acknowledge that we're not all the perfect snowflakes. Like, it's just, it's not the way the world works. And it's not the way athletics work. So let's put this into some perspective for you. In my opinion, there is one athlete ever, ever in any sport, ever. And, and I, you know what, let me qualify that. In the major American team sports, that was where my shower thought process was confined this morning, okay? And especially because Tom Brady just won another Super Bowl, so you start to think about that, and that he's the greatest of all time, and this, Tom Brady, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, none of them can claim without doubt that they are the best and it's not even close. There's only one guy in major professional sports who can claim that they were the best player in their sport ever, and you can't even debate it. The one guy, Wayne Gretzky, that's it. If somebody says greatest ever in hockey, Wayne Gretzky, I'm sorry. Go, if you're too young to have seen Wayne Gretzky, go YouTube the highlights, whatever you wanna do, go look and just look at the numbers. He got to, uh, he broke the all-time NHL scoring record in nearly a thousand less games than the guy before him, okay? Wayne Gretzky was ridiculous. You want to talk these other sports? Michael Jordan? Michael, there's, a, there's a debate whether Jordan is the best player. There's, there's some people in LeBron's camp and, and in, you know, around the world that have a legitimate beef. Who's better? We talked about it all summer, especially when we're watching the Jordan documentary on ESPN because there's nothing else to watch that first week of April. You got millions of people watching that thing. That sparks the debate uh, about whether LeBron was the best. Why do you think that, Le that documentary came out when it did? Because LeBron had just won another championship. And now Jordan was feeling some pressure to, to, to release all of that footage because he had control over that stuff with the NBA. Uh, you know, when that stuff was made, Adam Silver, who's now the NBA commissioner, was the one who made the decision to film all that stuff. And he told Jordan that he could refuse to air that stuff for as long as he wanted. 
Why do you think Jordan let that out at that point? Because he was feeling a little pressure from LeBron because LeBron was winning. Okay? So there's at least a debate between who the best player was there. In the NFL, it's a team sport. You want to say Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time? Sure. Is he the best football player of all time? I don't know. Jim Brown? Pretty fantastic. Like, Tom Brady couldn't play offensive line. Can't play linebacker. He could play quarterback probably better than anybody else. But he, there's a couple of folks out in California who would argue Joe Montana. Like, they, they'll still, there are still, Peyton Manning's got a pretty good argument. I mean, I think after winning with the Buccaneers, Brady might have thrown some dirt on a couple of people's graves there from at least the quarterback position. But football-wise, there's 11 different players that start on either side of the ball. So is he the best football player of all time? I don't know. LeBron, Jordan, Brady, I don't know. Wayne Gretzky, that's it. So if you think about it in that perspective, as it relates to this basketball team, this season was an absolute unmitigated success. We are about to play the 14th basketball game of the season on Saturday. Now, it's not the basketball game we want to be playing in. We wanted to be at home playing against Wanchung Hills in the Skyland Conference Final. Anybody that doesn't admit that is lying to you. Of course we wanted that. So now what do we have to admit? We got to come back to the truth. This team, remarkable effort. The kids are fantastic. Meet them, talk to them, watch them practice, watch them play. I love them. They're awesome. Rutgers prep was a little better. And that's okay. It does not invalidate who we are. That this M on the chest or behind us is some way minimized. That we're less than today because we lost a basketball game. It doesn't work like that. And if you, in life out there, folks, if you are uncomfortable with discomfort, it's going, to be a, it's going to be a hard life for you. It'll be a hard life. So if hearing this right now, and you're still, after 10 minutes of listening to me rant, you're holding the table because you want to run to social to tweet about what a, you're a jerk, clock. If you're still doing that, you need to take a deep breath, okay? Because we're raising, we're developing great humans. Losing a basketball game doesn't invalidate that. Get comfortable with discomfort. There's nobody that doesn't have to deal with discomfort in their life, in your job, in your personal life, in your adventures for fun. If everything goes smoothly for you, congratulations, you're the first person ever. Get comfortable with the discomfort and the truth that we got beat by a better basketball team, but we're still a fantastic, fantastic program, family, set of individuals, collective set of individuals. That is what makes this program, this basketball family special. And a loss doesn't go anywhere near invalidating any of that. That's my slinging solo rant of the week. Uh, I will be 
uh, again, uh, unfortunately not on the broadcast uh, Saturday, if you're listening to this uh, uh, on Saturday morning, uh, as I'll be otherwise indisposed lacrosse-wise. Um, but uh, as I put my thoughts to the final, uh, uh, not well, my final game in the, in the 2021 season, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll be back with uh, another episode of the Muck and Meyer podcast with Brandon Fury uh, as it drops in its usual Monday spot. And this has been a slinging solo edition of the Muck and Meyer with Keith Glock. Thanks.